0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. And, and you know, and and Alex Putterman wrote it's a it's a it's a long piece, but worth your time. And then today, uh, coming out with how the state can reduce the inequality, and there's six possible solutions that he puts forth. And we wanted to well and he's also covered, you know, the Stone Academy stuff too. So uh, we welcome in Alex. It's been a while. Alex Putterman from Hearst Media joining us here, Brian and company. How are you doing, Alex? I'm good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is a topic I've talked a lot about and i thought a lot about, you know, with kids. And I, I go back to when we moved to Windsor and then I put my kid in, in town baseball for fall ball. And the, the coaches were great and the kids were great, but the team was terrible. And really the reason it's terrible is because all the, all the kids that are good at playing travel baseball, and they don't double dip and in play in play town as well. And, and there are so many layers to the story. It breaks down on gender lines, about when to attack the problem, the results in high school. I'm just wondering, like, people who, who are, are listening to this and just hearing the story for the first time, what, what were a couple of your biggest takeaways from doing this deep dive?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, So this story originated out of a story I did last year, which I think you also had me on to talk about about how this inequality looks at the high school level and how the – the wealthier towns in Connecticut tend to win the championships in high schools. And a lot of people responded to that and said, what you got to do is start earlier. You have to start at the youth level because that's when these uh, disparities kind of begin. And what we found was there definitely you know, is a correlation between whether your town has a strong youth program and whether they win high school championships. a a town that doesn't have a field hockey league is going to have a hard time competing at the high school level with a town that has an amazing field hockey league and also a a private club and all all of this stuff. But uh, arguably even more powerful is just the idea that if your town doesn't have youth sports, that's an opportunity that these uh, kids just don't have. And youth sports and and activity in general have, have so many benefits for kids. Right. Physically, obviously, but also mentally and socially. It's a really uh, huge part of the way kids develop in in many cases. And when you hear stories about about families that go to baseball and the league is not the best and they just say, yeah, whatever, and their kid winds up staying at home in his room, you know, that's a real loss that I think uh, society suffers in addition to the sort of athletic side of it.
0: You know, it's a great point because, you know, so much, especially in the circles that I – I see a lot with, through my family and, and friends and so on, is that the focus is on, oh, let's play and let's get, let's get, it, have it get into college. And so I can play in college. And the truth is like, just playing as you know, just being involved with a team and having a coach to look up to and competing, even if you lose. And even if you're not that good, I mean, I think it's a, a really important point. And, and, you know, before we get to solutions, cause it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty despondent about trying to reverse the tide to be quite honest, but what about the, you know, I, I don't know why we don't talk about it on the the gender side of it too. I mean, is it worse or better on the girls' side? Where, how does it bear itself out?
1: Yeah, from what I heard and saw, I think it's, it's more difficult on the girls' side. Um, in a lot of places, boys' youth sports have decades of history and a lot of communal ties and investment. And then girls' youth sports, the leagues are newer and there isn't quite as much public energy around them and and you just don't see i mean at the high school level you know you okay you have field hockey on the on the boys side and then or sorry field hockey on the girls side and football on the boys side generally well every town has a youth football league that is across the board some are better than others but those opportunities exist well i I looked into what towns have have field hockey leagues and it's what you would expect it's wealthier towns It's, it's mostly fairfield county and that's just one example it's not the end all but if you look at lacrosse if you look at A lot of sports, uh, it's the same way. Um, So, you know, most towns are going to have baseball, football, basketball, soccer, some better than others, some a lot better than others. But as you get deeper into some of these sports that not as many people play, including some of the the sports that are more tailored toward girls, you do see wider disparities.
0: You know, it's funny. We're talking about Alex Putterman from Hearst Media. If you want to read his stuff, you can go to ctinsider.com. And, he, and I'll get to the piece today in a second, but I will say that, you know, some of the best um, conversation I have and and the things I learned the most, like at the beach. I mean, I had a friend down who's the head of a through K-8 school and, and another friend who played college football. And they brought up a really good point. And this is sort of a, I don't know if it's a non-sequitur, but football is kind of like the equalizer sport because there's not a lot of club select, you know, travel football. You mentioned like every town like has a league. Football's the one sport that kind of seems to be outside of this whole matrix. I don't know if you found that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I can't speak to that firsthand. I mean, I think it, maybe it's more at the margins. In every single sport, though, you know, if you want to go out and get yourself a private passing coach or something, right. or, you know, uh, that exists, you know, some kids are going to have more access to a weight room than, than other kids. You know, the level of coaching is going to vary. So I do think you're right. And when we did the high school story, we saw that, you know, wrestling, for example, had less disparity than you know swimming. Um, it's just kind of an access thing. Um, but I, I think at the margins, you're probably talking about some difference um, in pretty much every sport.
0: So today, you have you know several things that are possible solutions, and you know they're optimistic, is what I would say, and 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 maybe. If, if I were to be, you know, if I'm going to be a cynic here, I'd say some of them are a little, you know, idealistic. You know, out of all the things you look at of what could can, what can help things change or, you know, bring back the strength of town sports or equalize this a little bit, what are the most practical and possible mm-hmm. things that could do to try to stem the tide?
1: Yeah, well, so I'll say – my goal wasn't to say these are the things I predict will happen, but more this, this sure. is what, if people cared about this problem, this is what, what we could do. I mean, I think the, you know, the, the big picture things like, you know, have a more integrated state. That is a lot easier said than done. Um, some of the, the more practical things like, um, you know, why can't, you know, in Fairfield County, why can't Westport and Darien and New Canaan have clinics that that Bridgeport kids, can go to for free. And that does happen. And I I don't, if anyone's listening, you know, that happens sometimes Um, from what I've heard, it it doesn't happen too often and and could happen more. And you could say the same thing uh, in the Hartford area where the wealthier towns could, um, you know, reach out. I heard about some instances where they donate used equipment, even better could be donating new equipment. You know, you have a lot of, I think excess in some places and a lot of shortages in other places and, a little bit more sort of communal-minded spirit would address that. I mean, I think to your point, people don't want to hear about regionalization in Connecticut in really any sense, but this is another instance where if you did have a, a greater Hartford Youth Basketball League, then the kids in Hartford would have access to the same youth basketball program that the kids in Glastonbury or West Hartford or whatever other town have.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you know, I'm sure this, this has to be an issue. I mean, I think of it like next door, we compare so so much to Massachusetts, but I bet, you know, from state to state, this has got to be a similar story, wouldn't you think?
1: I would think, yes. Um, definitely kind of a societal level problem. I mean, I think a lot of this is, is more extreme in Connecticut, to be honest with you, because we do have this, this state where we have extreme wealth and extreme poverty living right. very close to each other. I mean, in, in many cases, it's, a few miles away and I think it um makes some of the inequality particularly stark but there's no difference there sorry there's no doubt that it happens um, yeah when you have
0: you know when you have Stanford and Bridgeport you know and then you have Greenwich and and Darien and New Canaan you have you know West Hartford and Glastonbury and then you have you know Hartford and and some other places that makes that makes total total sense you know real quickly um I don't know if we have time but you know, in terms of the Stone Academy stuff, I know you, you you're you're covering it. I mean, have have you been able to talk to this is a random, just question? Curious in about thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Have you been able to get much information from the other side of the story, like Beerbaum or anybody else?
1: Um, I have been in touch with the the
0: attorney for Stone
1: Academy, um, Perry Rothorn, um, who has kept the focus on what the Office of Higher Education has and hasn't done in terms of regulating Stone and in terms of sort of the nitty gritty of how the school was shut down. As for the allegations against them in terms of how they ran the school, they sort of accept some and deny some and go midway on some. You know, maybe we had one uh, professor who wasn't properly certified, but it was only one, Uh, things like that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, we'll be obviously looking for follow-ups on that story as well. Alex, it's good to connect. It's a really, really important story, and uh, I'm glad we could talk about it a little bit, even though there's so much more to touch on here on Brian & Company. Thanks, Alex.
1: You got it. Thanks, Brian. All
0: right. You can go to ctinsider.com to check it out. Alex Putterman, he's the author of it, and today they have some you know, some possible solutions to the issue of youth sports and the disparity here in Connecticut.